welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beanstalk. Oh boy! We're here. We're in it. There's a great energy in the gym. We're souped up, hyped up, snowed in, and ready to rumble. Lots of snow, lots of snow. You know, why hasn't there ever been a professional wrestling match in the snow? They do a lot of crazy things in professional wrestling. Where's the snow? They have fire, they have chairs, they have baby oil everywhere. Where's the snow, guys? This is solid. They should also do that for sumo wrestling as Where well. Where are the freaking polar bears? Like, bring a real live creature into the mix. Don't declaw it. Let's see what happens. I think, you know, on top of that, why not on like a, a body of water? Absolutely. Like you have one platform, yep. and then your yep. whole point is like, well, you can beat them if they fall off the ring. You bet. Kind of like a Dragon Ball Z thing. Why not? Why not? I don't. I don't understand it. They have weights tied to their ankles. They get knocked off. It's you're they done. just die. <laughs> you're just done. Let's get. Let's get. Let's go gladiators here. It would be even not American gladiators. Freaking Roman gladiators. It would be even funnier if they had it like the length. Measured out to be exactly where your head was just like this above oh, water. Goodness. So you weren't going to drown, oh. but you're pretty close, oh. you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah, so only your head is above water. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a more uh, likely scenario. <laughs> much maybe more, I, I, much may, more humane. I may be a slightly psychotic. <laughs> slightly. Gosh, but. what movie was it? It was, uh, oh my goodness. That's reminding me. I remember watching the movie, The was it The Grey? With Liam Neeson? I think that's right, but I want to look this up to be absolutely... They have a particular set of skills. That's right. It was the gray. Okay. So, Liam Neeson on a plane. Plane crashes in the wilderness. Because, of course, and it's survival time. Right? And Liam and this band of fellow survivors from the plane crash uh, embark on a quest. Really just to... To get themselves out of, like, they're in the thick of the wilderness, get out of the wilderness, back to humanity. And one by one, I don't remember how many guys are with Liam. Let's just say it's a half dozen altogether, right? One by one, the wilderness gets them, okay? And the reason I'm bringing this up is I remember not Liam, but the last guy before Liam, when he dies, he dies from drowning in a very shallow body of water like his foot the reason he cannot get above the surface of the water is his foot gets caught on a root like in this creek okay so not deep right but just deep enough where his head is under the water and you're like oh come on he's gonna make it he, surely he can get his foot uncaught no no it was one of the most miserable things i've ever seen in a movie that's embarrassing yeah yeah that's embarrassing terrible way to go terrible way to go I, I don't ever want to die from drowning. Explosion? Absolutely. Blow me up all day. That would be sweet. Drowning? Terrible. No thank you. It, it just, when you bring up Liam Neeson, it just makes me laugh because I swear every movie he's in, yeah. either a plane gets taken over mm-hmm. or a train gets taken over or or he has to, the boat gets taken hostage. Yeah. It's always some form of transportation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The senator from Naboo gets kidnapped. I mean, you know, Liam, he's there with a lightsaber. Right, that's my point. (laughs) Oh, 
He's just that guy. What a great, like, what a great thing to get typecast as, though. Like, hey, we just need you to step in and die, kick some butt. Oh no, I did. Well, not, not the sorry, not the dying part. Actually, that would be cool, though, right? What if you had a run and it couldn't last that long? Maybe a year and a half to two years, where you're the guy that just gets killed in the movie. See, I think I think it'd be phenomenal. Be, a, that you, would be great. And if you have like a fifteen year career, sure, and you're the guy that dies. Right. You can stretch it out to 15 years? You just... Well, yeah, because it's a matter... Of, it's not a matter of you are dying because they know you're going to die. It's a matter of when. <laughs> when so everybody's die. waiting yes. to see when you're yeah. going to die. And then yeah. people are going to realize the trope yeah. and they're going to be like, well, we got to figure out when he's going to die. <laughs> so then they start taking bets on when you're going to die. Uh-huh. And then it would be masterful if you just land like... Not even a leading role. No, but a, like, like like a, a side role yeah. where so you're kind of just in the movie. Like, oh, we want this guy to be here. Right. No, he's in it. He's gonna die. Right. And then yes. you don't die, and everybody loses their minds, <laughs> and then that's the whole point of the trick, and then you retire. It's After genius. Living for one movie. Yes. That, I like you, that. You go out on top. I like that. Yeah. That, that's, that's a really good career path you got laid out there. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do that in a heartbeat. Pursue it. I'll do that in a heartbeat. That's incredible. No, that's oh, genuinely great. All that I ask is I don't die the same way twice. I want to be like Doomsday. Sure. But sure. as an actor. <laughs> okay. okay. Yep, new ways to go down. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. Did you ever see the Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow? Uh-uh. It's a great movie. That one. That movie's literally about dying and respawning, correct? Yes. Yeah. It's great. He dies in a multitude of ways. <laughs> a multitude of ways. So if you're not a Tom Cruise fan, you can even get a kick out of it because you you watch him get killed over and over again in an incredible variety of fashions melted run over by truck shot by alien just fill in the blank and it happens crushed by falling helicopter Jeez, yeah what a way to go yeah this reminds me of wolverine Ooh. in his or x-men origins wolverine sure. when he takes down the helicopter sure. that movie was not great. Nope. But that bad. scene that specifically was, yeah. was badass. Yeah. The epitome of cool guys don't look at explosions. It really is. That could have been the whole music video. Just that on repeat. <laughs> could have been the whole Wolverine movie. Mark cool Wahlberg is wearing a hat. <laughs> Fantastic. God bless you, Lonely Island. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's great. Well, let's see. It's Thursday, the third day. Little friends inside joke there for you. And we are... The, the day before the official release date of Ant-Man and the Wasp, a common gripe of ours. But nonetheless, for those that want to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp, you can be doing that tonight. Just like my boy Mr. Hurd is at the show. You and I are going to go partake in it with some other fellow brethren and lady brethren here in a couple evenings. Uh, did Now here's a question. Did yes. Soul go tonight as well? Uh, or did he actually hold out? Woo, I bet he went. He I bet, went. I feel like he went too. He's, he's a multiple I, times viewer, so if he didn't go tonight, I'd be stunned. Well, I sent him a picture and he sure. didn't respond to me, so he better he's be there. in a movie. He's there right now. He better be in a movie. Uh, I was at Walmart and I Ooh. saw one of those comic covers, but I saw Thor. Yep. And I thought of yep. him immediately. Yep. And I was like, and I got nothing unless that's him right there, which would have been hilarious, that but it wasn't. Incredible. Wasn't him. Hopefully he's enjoying it. But I mean, we're excited to see it, so that's going to be a big topic for us on this pod. Before we get into that, though, we of course are fresh coming off uh, coming off the Super Bowl, right? It was a very competitive game. We're sports ball fans, so we enjoyed that. Um, 
you felt strongly against both teams. I felt strongly against the Eagles, and I was okay with seeing the, the Chiefs win. I have nothing against the Chiefs. But I think the consensus amongst our friend group was that it was not the matchup that anyone really desired. Right? right. A lot of Niners and Bengals hope, hopeful folks out there, myself included. So at least we got a good game. Right. I, I'm just going to come out and say it now before we, we get into all our mm-hmm. fame and glory. I can't stand the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I'm going to say that. I'm going to stand by it. I, I don't care if I I'll have a whole city armed against me. That's okay. I'll support you. I, I don't like the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So if I ever go on tour, you better believe I'm going to be wearing all Dallas stuff <laughs> or all Boston Celtics stuff. Because guess what? My teams are the antithesis to your teams and we're way better hey unless but besides this year but that's besides the point i'll support you from a distance thank you but i'll support you nonetheless i also might die if i step into that city perhaps there's perhaps. a good chance yeah you're gonna want to go into some armed guard but why are we talking about the super bowl because we had two fresh outstanding trailers coming out of the super bowl for the flash and guardians of the galaxy three that we're going to discuss and then of course the bow on top, another classic JP and the Beans. Top five. That's right. Count them. One, two, three, four, five Do, of them. Doing my best Greg Popovich impression. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Old Pop. Gotta love him. <laughs> I love it when he did that. What a guy. What an absolute icon. Well, let's dive into it. Let's hit out of the two trailers, all right? We're kind of in that that MCU vein, so let's lean into the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What do we know about the movie? Trailer notwithstanding, it is going to be the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So, no big surprises there. It's coming out in the not-too-distant future. Let's see. Well, with this roster. Right, with this with this roster. I suppose there's always iterations that could come, but with James Gunn stepping into that lead role on the DC side... He will, by necessity, step out of the ownership that he has taken of the Guardians franchise. And uh, it's it's probably the last we'll see of Chris Pratt as Star-Lord would be my guess, but who knows? So we've got a lot of potential nostalgia coming at us. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The trailer, Riles. What did you see? What are your takeaways from that fresh Guardians of the Galaxy? This is going to be... Trailer. Uh, firstly, I just want to say, Swole Groot better mm. sell just as many, if not more, toys than Baby Groot did. Mm. That dude is jacked. He's been taking his steroids up his butt, and he it's been it's been paying off. Sure, it's been paying off. Sure. Secondly, <laughs> I think we're gonna be crying a lot in this movie. This looks like a sad, sad movie. Like I think half the roster's gone. For sure, Drax is dead. For sure, Drax is dead. There was a moment where he's like, "Yeah, I love spending time with you guys." He's dead immediately after that. I'm gonna call that. Uh, <laughs> Rocket. There's a good chance Rocket dies, yeah. which I am against. I think that's a very bad, bad call. It is what it is. It does look like there's gonna be tears, right? Or opportunity for tears. There's an otter that talks, and she she lost an arm. It looks like. Ouch. That tough. Would, that's tough. That is tough. The bad guy looks kind of cool. Yeah, a little high evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warlock, I, I'm still like 50-50 on just because I'm like, he's not one character that I was like, oh my gosh, he's here. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I think they've got, I think they've got a lot, 
a lot for us to see in this movie. We've had two trailers now for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and between the two, there's been very little overlap footage, and yet I feel like somehow they're still not showing us much. Like you mentioned Warlock, Adam Warlock. He was teased all the way back uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which came out such a long time ago that that tease has probably been forgotten and fallen out of most people's memory banks. But he is a not insignificant character out of the Marvel comics that has yet to make his MCU appearance. So I am eager for that character reveal. And we've seen precious little of him in these trailers. A little tease in the first trailer and a I guess a double portion of a tease in this second trailer, but still not a lot. And I think his character is going to have a significant piece to play in this film. Do you think it's a weird thing that they held on to him until now? Because don't you feel like he would have been like more like... What's weird about it is that he's consistently paired up as an adversary of Thanos. That's what I mean, yeah. And so now that Thanos is entirely out of the picture, that is that is strange, right? That's, that's weird. Um, so what to do with the guy? Who knows? But his primary function in the comics, at least traditionally, was to be a foil or support against anybody that was going up, uh, sorry, support for anybody that was going up against Thanos. So agreed, for him to be introduced this late, is odd if you're going strictly off of the comics. So I, I don't know what there's going to be, what he's going to be there to do. I, I suspect that if the Guardians of the Galaxy as a group is maintained in future MCU movies, that it's going to be kind of the classic, hey, initially he's against the Guardians, he's fighting against them, he's an adversary, and then he, and becomes, then he one. becomes one of them. Right? <laughs> we haven't seen that happen before. <laughs> Never. <laughs> So, oh, crap, she did. and then also the Yandu's brother, Yandu. Well, person. Yandu himself, Yandu, Yandu himself, <laughs> right? They have never done this before, yeah. yeah this is a brand new idea, <laughs> so, really brand new concept. So, it happens every movie, <laughs> really interesting. Okay, yeah, caught me by surprise okay. again. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's odd. I mean, the. They haven't shown, and I like this, they haven't revealed any of how they reconnect with Gamora. I hope they don't make too big of a deal out of searching for her, right? I mean, because that's a foregone conclusion that they're going to link up with Gamora and she's going to get back with the band in some capacity. So I really hope not too much of the movie is spent on the Guardians searching for her. I would like that to be resolved Fairly quickly. Oh, I, I totally forgot right? she separated off. Right? Well, that trailer makes it seem like she's just there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm so, assuming she wasn't with them in the Christmas special? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So, you know, once again, the music is on point. It is completely choice. As I'm looking through the cast list, I'm reminding myself, oh my gosh, that's right. Sylvester Stallone has a character... He's one of the Ravishers. So I would love to get more of Sly Stallone 
get the Ravishers involved, that'd be great. I'm sorry, is it Ravishers or Ravagers? I just said Ravisher, and now that doesn't sound right. It's Ravagers. It is Ravagers. You know what? I would. That's I didn't. Disgusting. How did I say Ravisher I, twice? I don't know. I didn't. Gross. To be honest, I didn't catch it. Gross. I, I I caught it and I felt dirty saying Ravish like multiple times. I was too busy thinking of disgusting. Us. I was too busy thinking of Sylvester Stallone entering uh, the screen with boxing gloves on. Why would I on. say Sylvester Stallone and then Ravish? I don't. I don't That's know. That's horrible. Maybe because he's ravishing. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna sit the next goal plays out. Riley, you say things now. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about him having like space boxing gloves mm. and coming out without a shirt on. That's what I was hoping we'd see him next. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why that's where my brain went. So well, I do know why because Rocky. But because Rocky. Because Rocky. But yeah. So that's Guardians of the Galaxy 3's trailer. I have to point out one more thing about yes. the trailer. The High Evolutionary has some strong. Joker, New 52 era vibes going on. You seen the dude's face? Yeah, Have you noticed how it's just like, it's not his face? Yeah, so that's coming off, right? That, that thing, yeah, that thing's coming off yeah. at some point. Well, he doesn't have a face in the comics. He's he's robot guy person, so yeah. I, that's coming off. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good thing to For think about. you didn't catch the reference that I made there, in New 52 Batman, the death of the family story arc, the Joker reemerges and at some point and this is freaking weird he had sliced off his face one of the most disgusting things that i've ever read in honestly kind of fitting for him because it, 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 it made him even creepier somehow but it did creepy as all get out so he's got his face back so he gets sliced off he loses it very weird comes back Gets the face back and like stretches it across his which also skinless face and then staples it to his. It's nasty. How though? Oh, you know that's the other question. Oh, it you know? doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It's nasty. Well, do you, and then also in that storyline, he uh -huh. faked cut off everybody else's right. faces. He, right. He and then that family think he had cut off their faces. And they like look. And then they looked at it. Oh. And oh my goodness. Oh. Talk about trauma. I own that comic, and it's sitting on my shelf, and I don't want to open it again. No, I don't blame you. No. No, that would scar me. No, it's scary. Yes. Yeah, it's really creepy. So the High Evolutionary, seeing him, uh, little, yeah, bringing back some things that I'm, that I'm not really uh, excited to be. He's, he's going to be like that girl Transformer in Transformers 2 mm -hmm. that tries to get with Sam Witwicky and then tries oh, to kill, her, kill him geez. with the tongue. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be similar. Yeah, less creepy because that one was creepy too. I was that one. Was that that robot switch Still was, was uncomfortable. creepy, Still and that's why I don't trust robots. Nor should you. One more thing I want to say about High Evolutionary. Mm -hmm. I think he's gonna suck as a villain. Oh, that that. I do. Well, I I don't know. I I hope I'm wrong, but the vibe that I get is that just as a villain, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be great. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong, Riley. Well, I think I don't. I don't. Pure feel. No, no real tangible. Here's why. Just feel thing. Here's where I will place him in Guardians villains. Mm -hmm. He will be higher than Ronan. Sure. He will be lower than Ego. Okay. He will be the. Be the he will be the, the middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three trailer. Go check it out. The Flash. Whoa! That trailer dropped. And here's the deal. This is going to be fun because we're going to be on two different ends of the spectrum. I'm converted. I think it's going to be a great movie. And you, Riley? 
Is the podcast over? No. We, well, no, no. Are we parting ways? Who's playing The Flash? Uh, let's see. Some guy named Ezra Miller. Yeah, my point. One point for Beans. <laughs> <laughs> he's weird, but he's a good fit. Is Henry Cavill in this movie? He's a good fit. We don't know yet. We point for Beans. Yet. We don't know yet. A point for we Beans. We don't know yet. That's a point for Beans. That's two nothing. Okay. Okay. Fine. Is Michael Keaton playing Batman in the movie? Five points for JP. Game over. Boom. Is Ben Affleck also playing Batman in this movie? How dare Ten you. points How for Beans. And the tables have turned again. <laughs> so we have Batman in this movie. Oh my god. We yes. have Batman. In this movie, we have multiple flashes. There, there's probably more questions really than answers coming out of this trailer. But let, let's hit some, let's hit some highlights, okay? What I liked from the trailer. Listen, Ezra Miller is a weird mother-loving dude. I am all for this vibe of Barry Allen that we get from him. Okay, he's also talented. He's he's a. It's a weird choice for Barry. I'm sorry, it's a weird choice for Barry. In what way? He just seems off. Okay. Like fidgety kind of off? Like, just like, I don't know. He almost kind of seems like... A, Loopy? Like a, you know, maybe, maybe a little, maybe like a villain-esque. Mm. You know? A little too much darkness in there? Yeah. Like, okay. like he might pop off at any time. Interesting. It's in the eyes, Jordan. Okay. If okay. I'm being completely honest with you, it's in the eyes. You gotta look away from his eyes. No, you eyes. just... That is my indicator for everyone. Okay. If there's something going Ezra on Miller's with the nuts. I think Ezra Miller's nuts. <laughs> that that part to I me, mean, that's just undisputed. Like that's just a track record. Let's see, let's go to the tape here. Whoa, yep, nuts. Uh and I think he's a great fit for Barry Allen. I do. We'll so see. Again, this may be the end of the pot, but we're gonna we're just it's okay. We're gonna die on this hill uh together, not by drowning, but by explosion. We've already established that. It won't be by drowning. So Boy Barry's in there. I like the the flashpoint vibes that we're getting. Okay. And I'm not I'm not a flashpoint, hey, give me some of that from the comics. It's fine. It's a good concept. It's not by any stretch of the imagination one of my favorite comics. It's such an odd choice for your first flash movie. It's all because they're just resetting things. I mean, functionally that's that's yeah, the only direction that but, they're going with that. But when they decided on this 20 years ago, yep. when they announced this movie, they didn't indicate that at all. I, in, honest, in honesty, they got lucky. They got lucky that this time, the way that it timed, or maybe they purposely pushed it back this long, but, but I don't think they're that well thought out. No, I, I, think, I think this is more the case of the blind squirrel finding the nut as much as anything else. And that I think squirrel was in a different hemisphere and still squirrel. somehow found the nut. Yeah. Someday we're going to get a more uh, detailed idea of the production history of this movie. It's not going to be for a long while, I would guess. But I do think that the idea of this Flash movie being a reset point has been out there for a while. Because... The powers that be at Warner Bros., once they fell out of love with Zack Snyder's vision, were like, how do we adjust this? Hey, there's this Flashpoint comic where Flash resets things. I, that's what I think. So I don't think this was driven by James Gunn. Oh, right? No. This is obviously no, no, no. preceded him. But I think 
That, that's my hunch. Do I know that for a fact? Of course not, but that's my hunch. So I'm, I'm on board with the Flashpoint vibes because for me as a fan, anything can happen in this movie. And all that must happen is that it resets whatever needs to be reset so we can start fresh with the DC slate where we want to start fresh. And if they want to carry over uh, some worthwhile individuals into their character roles, Henry Cavill as Superman, which we already know we're not getting, but we should be, that would be fantastic, right? We don't know a lot, but I'm excited by what we see so far. Michael Keaton as Batman looks incredible. He does look good. Looks incredible. He does look great. incorporated the original 1989 Batman music into the trailer. That was awesome. That was powerful. Um, Something from the Flashpoint comic that they're teasing a little bit in this movie is that the Flash in the Flashpoint comic doesn't create a world without metahumans, but the world that results from his actions to save his mom is very different in terms of the relationships of all the heroes. One of the most on-point parallels is Superman isn't around. He came to Earth. When his ship landed on Earth, it was immediately discovered by, I think it was the U.S. government, and they've kept him underground for his entire life. And so in the Flashpoint comic, it's not until later in the comic when he uh, is set free I don't remember if it's Batman or the Flash that cuts him loose, but regardless, then he gains his power and you know obviously becomes a force for good. But they're doing that instead with Superman with Supergirl. I don't mind that. He's malnourished. Very malnourished. Looks very scary. Yeah. Like a floating so, corpse. I'm all I'm all for that. I think that's a cool concept to lean into. Um, I have a lot of questions. For example, what other heroes are going to be in this movie? We know we're getting. Batman. We know we're getting a Supergirl. I think there's others that are going to show up. What do you think? Probably. I don't know who or whom. You know, it would have been really cool to get like that Wonder Woman Aquaman fight mm-hmm. from the comics. Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of cool. And see if Gal Gadot can play mm, yep. the, the bad guy mm-hmm. and behead some people because oh. I think she could. But I don't know. I don't think. Because I don't think they're going to do it similar to the comics in that regard. So I think if somebody else shows up, it'll... Yeah, I don't think it'll be that on the nose. Right. It'll be a different version. Maybe maybe one is not so good of a guy. Yep. Compared to somebody else. But, you know, you know I'm like 50-50 on it. You know, I don't know. There's got to be somebody, I'm sure. Here's a really important question for you on the hero track. All right. So we know Michael Keaton is playing Batman. Is he playing Bruce Wayne, or is it Thomas Wayne? I think it's Bruce. You do? I think it's Bruce. I think that's most likely, but the opening is there for it to be Thomas, because not once in the trailer is he referred to as Bruce. I know, but... And that's a Flashpoint comic thing. I'm not not holding to it. I'm not even necessarily hoping for that, but it's there. It could be a thing. Look, Michael Keaton would be a great choice for Thomas Wayne. He would. He'd be outstanding. But at the same time, they're giving us the same suit. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, that's probably not it. Now, 
Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if they were to do like a sweet like Flashpoint Batman suit down the line, and that's a red herring, and they're like, "Oh, you think you're getting 1989? Nah. Well played." <laughs> but <laughs> I am going to say something really crazy here. Do it anyway. I don't think they're that smart. <laughs> so yeah. now it's probably going to be brief. That's some solid ground to stand on. Yeah. Okay. How about villains? We don't get a glimpse of any villain outside of one we've seen before. Well, I've seen before. Zod. Again, we have to watch Man of Steel before we see The Flash together. And we will. It's going to be glorious. I agree. I like the idea of bringing Zod back. I do, because again, I love Man of Steel, and I think Zod was a phenomenal part of Man of Steel, so I think that's a strength to bring him back to lean back into that character and Michael Shannon's portrayal of Zod. I'm really certain that we're going to get some reverse flash action. I really do. You know, I want to hold out hope that that is the case. What would that do for you if that came to be? Depending on who's the reverse flash and how they pull it off. Ezra Miller. You think he's going to play himself? Oh. You think he's going to play the opposite? Sure. He's going to play reverse flash sure. and the right... Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. I want it to be... Different. I want it to be Eobard Thawne and not some evil version of Barry Allen. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like that's a cop-out because you didn't want to sign another actor. I think that's pretty likely. <laughs> you know what? And that's why I don't like it. It's... it's you know what? That's probably what's going to happen. It's not even going to be... You know what? It'll, it'll, it'll just be an evil version of Barry. Right. It's right. not even going to be... They're not going to yeah. be like, oh, it's the reverse flash. Sure. It's going to be like... I killed my mom and my dad. And then he'll just come out and then he'll, he'll try to, t- I don't know. He'll be something crazy. Like time, time trying to kill all of, all of his parents. other berries. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I lost my parents. You don't get them either. Yeah, it'll be something stupid like that. What a turd. But other than that, and you know, there's, there's open doors. Here's the thing yep. that you have to ask yourself. Yep. What did what got cut from this movie? Oh jeez. Because of the new changes. What did they put in because of the changes? I have no idea. This is Russian roulette for characters. I have no idea who's going to be in it and who's not going to be in it, and it's going to make kind of sense. Or not kind of sense at all. I'm just thinking back to the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness build up with all the rumors that floated around that movie. And that movie did not have the same elongated production right nightmare and there were so many of those rumors that did not come to pass I and I was okay with that insane that worked in its favor same so I don't even know what to what to say in terms of what you know to answer your question I I, I don't know um, but for me for what I would hope for I, I'd be all for a Elseworlds feeling movie, right? I don't need to see, like, I want to see Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, yes, but I don't necessarily need to see her in this movie. Right. Right? I just want to see her in future Wonder Woman films. Same with Jason Moe's Aquaman with, uh, oh, I'm just absolutely blanking, Zachary Levi Shazam. Uh, I don't need those characters in this movie. I'm all for giving alternate versions of of the characters. That to me is really 
cool and part of the appeal of the time travel aspect. What that'd be great. What I think this movie could do really well is, and it, I think it'd be really cool if they do it, is that if towards the end of this movie we get little cameos. Sure. Like you just see sure. you see Shazam flying through. Yeah. Yep. You see maybe you tease your new Green Lantern. Mm. You know, just. Not maybe two new characters you confirm, and then you confirm yep. two characters that you're like these two are sticking around. Yeah, I think that would be perfectly done because then you're like it provides the right amount of hype. Yeah, because like oh these guys are coming back, yeah. and even even it provides if, you a launching point. Even if you show off a silhouette of Green Lantern, yeah. you don't show the face, you just show the emblem, and you're like, yeah, it's actually happening. Yeah, just to show that oh your cohesiveness is going to happen. <laughs> It's really a thing. Right. Like, Flashpoint doesn't have to be a part of it, and it uh-huh. won't be, but, like, at the same time, if this is, like, your, almost your prequel into chat, your chapter zero, essentially, yep. Yep. into what's happening, I think that's fantastic. It. Yeah, I agree. And it has the potential to be that, right? It's coming after the Shazam movie, prior to Blue Beetle, um, which everything we've been told is a very standalone, isolated film, and then the Aquaman movie at the very end of the year, so... There's that one's gonna be a weird one too, because that's gonna be it's gonna be weird where they if they were gonna place it before the Flash movie and sure. after the Flash point sure. whatever. So, but I agree. There's an opportunity for the movie for whatever conclusion it comes to, to end with a strong tone of hopefulness. And so, if they can do that, if it can provide a a hopeful, optimistic tease for the future, there's power in that. Because I'll be honest. This movie could be absolute garbage, mm-hmm. absolute hot garbage, mm-hmm. awful, worse than right. Batman versus Superman, and it could be redeemed in that one to two minute clip of various heroes and, and villains, sure. and villains. I want. I would. I would sure. love a couple villain teases too. Yeah. Honestly, it would redeem half the movie. I think it's going to be a good movie. I have no idea if it's going to be like incredible. But I also don't think it's going to be a hot mess. My expectations are low, and that's a great place to be. And they will, live s- there. and they live will stay there. low. That's the beauty of low expectations. It's the beauty of it. You get I, surprised. And I can't wait to be in the theater with you, booing it. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful stuff. All right. Anything else on the flash front, my mm-hmm. man? No. Okay. Well, that's it. It'll be fascinating. Fascinating to see in the months to come the additional. You know, the additional buildup that we see in forms of additional trailers. That's just the first trailer, which is kind of wild. And it comes out in April? Uh, June, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. June or July. Yep. All right, well, it's time to transition over to the Ant-Man side because, hey, I don't know if you knew, Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out this weekend. Quantumania. At the top. That's right, Quantum freaking Mania. So it's time for our official Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum. Tumania preview. And as we like to do, we like to go through the roster of characters and predict who's going to live, who's going to die, any other, you know, in between. Because there's a lot of things that people can do besides living and dying, what we think will happen to the characters. But overall, before we go through the roster, where are you at? A couple days before seeing the movie, how do you feel about it? What are you hoping for as we get closer? I'm right on the precipice. I'm ready. For Jonathan Majors. I think Kang has arrived. I think he's going to establish his dominance right away. Um, I'm super excited for that. 
I think I think we all know that there's going to be some form of heist in this movie. I just hope that the heist is for a very important uh, item, artifact, weapon of some sort from the comics. Sure. I think that would be really cool. Some sort of tech, because then it's like, oh, he's going after this, and then the comic book fans can be like, oh my gosh, it's the quantum nullifier or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm half right on that, I think. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that would be cool. There's some opportunity there. I think having Cassie there, being her own superhero as well, I think really sets up the young Avenger trend of... Sure. Oh, we're introducing somebody else who can take, take over the main person's role. Another person who can shoot a bow and arrow. Sweet. <laughs> so, we're, we're getting clones on clones on clones. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm hoping we get more uh, Hank and Janet, which mm. I think we will. Because, okay. you know, we've had a little of Janet. Yeah, but, but not, very little. Very little. Right. Yeah. So, to see those two interact together... And in her realm, because mm-hmm. this is where she was stuck for 40, Absolutely. 50 years. So I will yeah, be... spent more time in the quantum realm than in the not quantum realm. Right. So it'll be really exciting. And then we have Bill Murray in this movie somewhere. Right. He's going to get sprinkled in there. Some kind of garnish on this right. On this meal. So I, it's, it's got potential. Yeah. I am very, very excited to see Jonathan Majors as King. It's going to be sweet. That's that, that, going to be fantastic. That's going to be the best part of this movie. Yeah. My expectations for that, for his portrayal of King, are high, and for the rest of the movie are pretty modest. Um, I, I think it's such a unexpected pairing. And I remember thinking this and us discussing it back when this movie was announced with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It's like, oh, Whoa, okay, so Kang is going to be the, the main villain? That seems like a big a big come-up for Ant-Man. Like to be paired up with that significant of a Marvel villain. And the concern, as I recall, was, oh my gosh, are they shortchanging Kang? Like, is he going to get, is he going to get just minimized? That was a good pun, actually, on the Ant-Man. Minimized. He didn't shrunk down. <laughs> it went Whoa. right over my head. Didn't even think about it. And the closer we've gotten to the movie, I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's going to be a, a short-changing for Kang. But I do think he is going to... He's going to be the show, right? Ant-Man's going to be there. The Wasp is going to be there. But I almost feel a little bad preemptively for Ant-Man in that there's just no way he can be as worthwhile in terms of what his character is going to present in this movie than Kang. I want him to get rocked, to be honest. And I love Scott Lang, but I hope he gets rocked. Yeah, and and Paul Rudd does an outstanding job with the character. Um, I'm with you. I I love your, your call for, hey, let's get more of Hank and Janet in particular. Um, I would say Hope has been pretty underutilized since taking on the Wasp main. Oh, yeah. So there's opportunity there as well. Uh, I, I don't know what to expect out of the movie as a whole. I think it'll be entertaining enough. I think it'll be fine. I'm kind of expecting it to be on the same, for me at least, the same level as Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Where it's like, okay, that's good. But I'm hoping there's going to be some highlights like with Namor and with Kang. 
That's what I'm hoping for. I'm very excited to see Jonathan Majors as King. That's that's where I'm coming full circle here. That's where I'm at. Let's go. Let's see it. So, roster time. Should we see who lives and who dies? Yes, let's do it. All right, we'll go from the top. Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Now he's got to be alive because somebody's got to warn people about Kang. Because, you know, you had Hulk warn people about Thanos. You got to have somebody warn people about Kang, and that's going to be Scotty. It is very likely that he will live. But I won't be blown away if he dies. You won't be blown away if he dies? I won't be blown away. No. I can see it. Like, he's had his movies. I mean, this is the third Ant-Man movie. True. How? How? It's also... See, and I feel like it's going to be one of those things now where these... Ant-Man. Where... Scott Lang's a hit, man. You know how, like, in comic book movies, when people die, they stay dead? I can see this being the start of the trend of, oh, just because they die on screen doesn't mean they're dead in in the actual... You know what I'm saying? Because now you have all the different variants, you have all the different timelines. Mm -hmm. Like, this is their way of being like, hey, we can kill him and we can still kind of have him, you know? Yeah. So... It could. This could be the start cheapening some deaths. In other words, right. Well, this is just. It's like comic books now, where it's like, which they're doing in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. So So it's like already happening. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, they're dead, but how long are they gonna actually Uh be dead? How long are they? Heavy air quotes. Dead before we recast them or (laughs) do something different. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Okay. So we're both. Assuming Scott Lane's going to make it. All right. Scott's okay. Hope Van Dyne. I mean, she's alive. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 That's like a 100%. Like not even a 99.99. It's a 100%. She's not dying. Yeah. 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 She's going to be fine. I'll say she's, she's alive. You bet. Okay. Jonathan Majors as Kane. I think this one lives. But again... Uh-huh. This is playing. This is the plans of variants. They Mm -hmm. said already that there's going to be a lot of different variants. So if he dies, I don't think it will be because of Ant Man. I think it will be because there's a stronger Kang variant. Other Kangs. Yeah, because they're gonna. You think that one Kang's going after some secret weapon? I bet a bunch of other Kangs are going after that same weapon. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. That'll be a lot of fun to see. So that's my guess there. Totally agree. Okay. Uh, another layup here, Cassie Lane, daughter of murdered, <laughs> absolutely brutally murdered. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Let's let's backtrack a little bit. So Cassie's gonna die. Agreed. <laughs> How many? Okay, I, I I went too fast here. How many Kangs are gonna die in this one? Yeah, in this I think one. I think just the one. I think just the one. I think just the one. Ooh, interesting. Because this is the first time we see Kang outside of the the He Who Remains persona. Yep, yep. So, and like I said, I think if this one will die towards the end, and I think that will be Ant-Man's realization of, oh no. Okay. I respect your opinion. I'm going to guess there's going to be like four of them. You think? Okay. Because I can see that one also killing another version right, right, of himself. Right. Yes. Because yes. that would show... How strong he is. Well, that, and it would be like... Oh, this dude's willing to murder himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Okay, that's good. You got one. I got. So four. maximum. I of, just thought of that. I will say. Four. I will say maximum of three. Okay, love it. He'll kill one. One will right kill him. Yes. Yep. Okay. Balanced Fair. as all things should be. Okay, Cassie Lane. Tell us probably for the first <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> How hilarious tease. would that be? Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, she's obviously going to live. Yeah, she's fine. Okay. Janet Van Dyne. This one I could see dead. I could see them bringing her back to navigate through all this just to die by the hands of Bill Murray. Ooh, wow. Bill Murray. No, it'll probably probably be Kang. I think Kang will do most of the murdering here. She'll probably be... Janet's a toss-up. She'll probably be tortured by MODOK and then killed by Kang. Mm Mm-hmm. See, Janet, I could see living. I'm like, 51% Janet's going to live 49. She's dead. Okay. Now, we're going to transition to the next character, Hank. Look, one of them is dead. I mean, Hank's 100% dead. One of one or the other is dead. Hank's toast. Hank has more to lose. Hank is toast. Hank has more to lose than Janet. If, if he doesn't die, I will be stunned. Like, there's no way they both die. You don't think so? I don't think they'll both die. But okay. one of them will die. And I'm 50-50 on who that's going to be. I'm tr- Okay, I'm solid on it being Hank. Hank's gone. I'll go Janet. Ooh, nice. I'll go Janet over okay, Hank. Okay. What makes you think Janet's more likely than Hank? Well, do you know how devastating it would be for Hank if, like, he just got his lit, the lit love of his life back yeah. just to lose her again? Ooh. That's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Same with Hope, you know, to lose her mom again. Like... Old double whammy, not good. Right. So, I don't know. I think it would be more devastating if she died rather than him dying. And then you could kind of go with the whole Hank going on a darker path vibe and then him dying in some other weird way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm going to say Janet over Hank. Well, and if Janet dies first in the movie, then Hank's definitely dying. But if Hank dies, Janet will live. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You think yeah. he's going to go batshit crazy Yeesh. after she dies Yeesh. and then he too will die. Yep. Yep. That's where I'm going with 50-50. Okay. 50-50. Okay. Yeah, well, let's just say this. If Janet dies and Hope is believed dead, oh, he's for sure dead. Mm-hmm. He will for sure die. That's also true. You know what I mean? Also very true. Yeah. He doesn't care. Give a crap about Scott. Mm-hmm. But if the... <laughs> you. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. No question. Totally agree. And that is, well, let's, let's, how about Bill Murray? Bill Murray's playing a character named Lord Kryler, or Krylar. We'll see how he chooses to pronounce that. Does Bill make it? Sure. Really? Yeah, why not? Okay. What else is he going to do? Die hilariously. That would be awesome. I think he's dying hilariously. I think that would be awesome. Yep. Yep. Modoc. Modoc will live. Sure. Yeah, Modoc's got to stick around. Modoc will live, and he'll kind of grow into his own villainy mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a total... Um, what's the word? I think he's going to be Kang's bitch in this movie. And then that Kang will die, and then he'll be free. Okay, okay. And then he'll do his own Gets thing. Gets a little independence, flexes a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, he'll escape That's the fair. quantum realm. Yeah. Do you think there are any significant heroes or villains that haven't been revealed to us that we're going to get in this movie, that we're going to get surprised by? Villain-wise, I think we're set. Yep. I think Kang and Modok. plenty, right? right? And then you sprinkle a little Modok in there. Those are two pretty big names, Marvel villain wise. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So I think Agreed. they're. That's plenty. I think they're good. I think yep. you like if anybody else gets thrown in, it's like a minor, a minor villain that's like a henchman that you're like, oh. Yeah. So nothing major on the villain side. Right. What about on the hero side? <sighs> it's hard because who would even be able to get to the quantum realm, right? 
Wong. Jeez. Literally, if any, you know yeah. what I mean. No, like, no, like if no. anybody's gonna come Shows into this up. movie, it's freaking Wong it'll be Wong. <laughs> Wong's the guy. Do you think there's any chance we get some Loki? Doubtful. Okay. I could see them leading into Loki season two, but I don't think I do not think Ant Man and Loki will have any direct impact with one another. What about Ramonda? That one, it would be, I think, more likely. Yeah. Because her and Kang are like... Yep. Yep. But I don't know if that'll happen in this movie. I see that paying off more in Loki. In the Loki show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a sense that there's someone we haven't had revealed to us yet. I don't either. either. This feels like a full roster. Um, so I feel different about this than I... You know, like we just talked about the Flash, but I think there's room for others to show up. I think this is going to be it. Um, and I just got to say, like, for Ant-Man, this remains a bit surreal to me. Like, I remember when the first Ant-Man movie was coming out, and I was just, I was just beside myself. Like, how in the world is Ant-Man getting a solo movie? And to his character's credit, he's held his own for two movies so far. I wouldn't call either of them anywhere close to my favorite no, movies. No, but they're fun movies. But they haven't been bad either. They've been, yeah, they've been fun, they've been quality entertainment, and they've continued to develop his character. So, those are some legit, tangible wins. And you can't not love Paul Rudd. Oh my gosh, if you don't... Yeah. I love Paul Rudd. What's wrong with you? We've had this conversation mo- yeah. a plethora of times. I love Paul Rudd. one of our podcast episodes. Yes, it's true. Absolutely. We, we do. Love Paul Rudd. We love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul, come should. on on. Yeah, Paul, anytime. Come on. Anytime. That's great. Come Anything on else on. you want to hit on prior to us getting to finally see this movie in just two days' time? No, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I, excited it's, it's, a whole new, it's a whole new place. It's a whole new world. Anything can happen. It's going to be wild. Anything can happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Should be a lot of fun. All right, well, along the Ant-Man route or vein, we wanted to do a top five, because it is top five time. Top five. That was related to the Ant-Man movie. And so where we where we got to here is, hey, wait a minute, Ant-Man and the Wasp, that's a quality duo, a quality combo. What are our top five combos of characters in the MCU? And again, bear in mind, these are our favorites. These don't have to be your favorites, but these are our top five character combos. Yeah, so if you don't like it, back off, dude. Come up with your own. Let us know what it is, because maybe if you have something better than ours, we'll, we'll... Borrow it or use it, you know. No, I don't. I don't want your seconds. I doesn't want it. I don't want I'm, your I'm sloppies. Give me some better ones. Okay, Riles. On that note, you go first. Who is your number five? Number five. Yep. I have Loki. Uh huh. And uh huh. Mobius. Uh huh. Not Loki and Thor. Uh huh. Loki and Mobius. Great pick. Because you gotta love yourself, Smoan Wilson. You do. You really do. Wow. It's so. Yeah, so that is my number five pick. Their their back and forth banter is mm. phenomenal, and uh, I like that somebody has that much more control over Loki. Yeah, compared to like yeah. 
Thor, where Thor sure. and him kind of have that brotherly back and forth. But, like, I don't know. Nobody, I think it pays off. Is one up on it. I think it just pays off more with okay. Mobius, you know? you know? Okay. Good choice. Really good choice. My number five is Black Panther and Okoye. Okay. And I'm going to say Black Panther, whether it's T'Challa or Shuri. They both mm-hmm. need their Okoye. She okay. is one heck of a support for both of those individuals when they're wearing the Black Panther mantle. Exquisitely loyal. I mean, she sticks by these two through just absolute turmoil. And the work that Okoye does with a spear, give her the heart-shaped herb and let's see what she can do. She's got some skills. So Black Panther, better off when he or she has Okoye by their side. That's my number five. My number four, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, and Ned Leeds. Someday, Ned will, you know, turn into... If I can say, that that duo doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) But it did, dang it, and it was glorious. And they built a Lego Death Star together. They built a Lego Death Star together. I was jealous. Ned was the guy in the chair. He was perfect. He knew he knew when to step up and provide the cover for Peter. What are you doing in here? Watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> what? He provided the cover that he needed to jump in during Infinity War. I mean, he and Ned Ned did work, right? They went overseas. Ned crafts a romance out of nowhere on his own accord while Peter's struggling. He's blazing the trail for Peter. What a support to Peter. What a combo. Ned and Peter. Great team up. Love those guys. That's my number four. My number four is Rocket and Groot. Ah. Gotta love those. They were phenomenal together in the first movie, and then they switch it up a little bit where he's kind of a parent in the second movie. And I'm excited to see them together again for this third movie. Yeah, yeah. So... But yeah, I think every scene they're in together, when they land in Infinity War with mm-hmm. Thor, I they, mm-hmm. they just steal it. You bet. They steal the show together. You bet they do. That's a great pick. Great number four. My number three now? Let's hear it. Wow. That's yeah. I forgot that we go right back to me. You do. Um, <laughs> number three, I have Iron Man and yeah. War Machine. Okay. Ever since the first movie, you know, when Rhodey's like, I'm going to get that suit. <laughs> and then they kind of have like this beautiful back and forth of where Rhodey's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to do everything that the government asked me to. Mm-hmm. So, but you need to help me out a little bit here to justify you. And then they kind of just, I mean, they have a that bromance together where they're like, we understand what we're all capable for of. And then, of course, when Stan calls him Tony Stank, it's hilarious. So I'm going to say Iron Man, War Machine. And when they go back to back at Iron Man 2, you can say whatever you want about that movie. That scene scene. is iconic. It's a great scene. It's a fantastic scene. Love that. Yeah. Let him unleash. Great number three. My number three, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought long and hard about Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes. Tempting. Tempting, or Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. But I ended up going with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky and Sam Wilson, based largely on the merits of what a heck of a combo they were in their own TV show. They were terrific together. 
they obviously there was plenty of friction there, but the friendship that materialized out of that friction was beautiful. They were so enjoyable whenever they were on screen in the show, and even prior to the show, in Civil War, the scenes they had together were brief but fantastic, fantastic. And so I really enjoyed those two characters. The fact they got their own TV show was a perfect pairing. And I will rewatch that show many times and enjoy it many times. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my number three. My number two, Tony Stark and the aforementioned Steve Rogers. These two characters, whenever they're on the screen together, it is gold. Absolute gold. They need each other. They're on opposite ends of the... Steve's a very black and white guy. Tony's a gray is the only color. And so there is plenty of conflict between the two of them. But the amount that they end up complementing one another with their skill sets and their points of view. I mean, obviously there's plenty of, you know, we talk about friction with Falcon and Winter Soldier. There is friction aplenty with Steve and with Tony. But when they find a way to make it work with each other, there's no more dynamic combo and, frankly, just enjoyable banter between the two of them from the time of the Avengers all the way through Endgame. Love those two together. Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, number two. My number two, Iron Man huh? and Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So in the comics, not the same kind of relationship, <laughs> but in this, it really it really works True. well in the MCU. True. Yeah. Uh, you get to see Tony kind of take on that mentorship role, mm-hmm. but you don't really see him take in any of the movies. Yep. Really? Like, that, to that extent? And then, obviously, when they team up in Civil War, it's oh. fantastic. Oh. Uh, their dynamic in Homecoming, and then just to see in Far the From Home. Yeah. Right. Far From Home, just the dealing with that loss. Yeah. And him not dealing... He wasn't the only one dealing with that loss either, but to just pretty much have this mantle thrown on him as being, you have to be the guy now. Yeah. Like, they're, and their back and forth is hilarious. It's great. So, Iron Man, Spider-Man, number two. Love it. All right, my man. Good number two. Really good number two. Who's your number one? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes! That's my favorite combo in probably all the movies. They are hilarious together. (laughs) Uh, Civil War, when they're fighting Spider-Man together, hilarious. Um, when, when they're with the the right when yeah. they're in the backseat of the car, hilarious. Um, and then in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they have the switch around on that. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Um, and their fight against U.S. Agent mm-hmm. is arguably one of the best hand-to-hand fights it's in great. the MCU. It yeah. is fantastic. They're both dealing with that pain mm-hmm. of the of the mantle and loss of Steve. In yeah. that fight. Yeah. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's great. They bring out the best in each other. Right. And just the character growth between the two of them, mm-hmm. even in that show alone, is yes. amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Captain America in the world. Or not Captain <laughs> Well, yeah, technically it is actually, Captain America. Technically yeah, it is. That's where it is. Spoilies. <laughs> it is Captain America <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. We hope White Wolf eventually. Right, right. But. That's my number one. Glorious, glorious number one. My number one is Thor and Loki. All right? From the time of 
even the first Thor movie, which is, yeah, it's not a great movie. It's okay, it's, but it's not great. The dynamic between those two grows and survives the first Thor movie, gets better <laughs> in the second Thor movie. Obviously provides a tremendous amount of conflict in the original Avengers movie, but the banter that these two have in the third Thor movie, in Thor Ragnarok, is just incredible. They really felt like siblings in that movie. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. They are constantly against each other, and I really enjoyed what they did in Thor The Dark World. I thought that the amount of chemistry between those two was tremendous, even in that not great movie. thought it was outstanding, and so it was fully fleshed out and realized in Thor Ragnarok. That was that was absolutely incredible. Um, so Thor and Loki for me is my number one. Just just again, personal favorite. I think there are plenty of other character dynamics and relationships that shouldn't say plenty, a couple others that if I was going more of a uh, hey overall impact in the MCU, I would I would choose this differently. But for me, Thor and Loki, when they're at their peak, that's that's my favorite. To enjoy, I, I enjoy it a lot. I mean, even in yeah, like Avengers two, it's just oh, yeah. when they're when they're not together, even yes. it's just you know him telling him, oh, that was your brother who did that. And he's like uh, adopted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So there you go. There's another classic JP and the Beans top five. Another outstanding, outstanding run through. So. That's what we got, Riles. That's another glorious episode for the people. Look yes. at us just being generous we, that we, way. We repped it out, baby. How about we that? repped it out. Yeah. Well, I hope those of you that are watching Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp Quantumania are enjoying the bejesus out of it. Um, I, I love what my guy Eric is already texting me about. It looks uh, like he's enjoying himself or did enjoy himself. Way to go, Mr. Hurd. Can't wait to engage in greater dialogue with many of you in the days to come. Yes, and if you're going to, if you've seen the movie Friday and Saturday, mm -hmm. do not talk to me until after I've seen it Saturday night. Mm. I like 10 o'clock. Okay? Or I'll burn you at the stake. Wow. So fire. no spoilies. No spoilies. Keep them. Okay? Keep them. On another note, probably time to wrap. It is. So, um, JP and the Beanstalk. Yes. You know, come check us out on all the podcast platforms. You yeah. obviously found us. Thank you. Um, we are at 8 a.m. I don't know mm -hmm. if I said that in the last one, but we are 8 a.m. on Fridays now, yeah. and that's going to be that way for a little while. Get your weekend off to a great yes. start. Yes, that's the idea. Bang! <laughs> Friday, baby. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then follow us on TikTok mm -hmm. on uh, at Magic Beans Productions, mm -hmm. and then also follow us on YouTube. At JP and the Beans Talk. Love it. And I think that's... Oh, and then, of course, I got to shout out my boy, Danny O'Manny. Come on. Because he shouted us out. Yes. I got to shout him out. Go check him out on the Tickety Talk. Um, because the dude is... He's the man. He, he's Molecule Man. He's Manny. He's Molecule Man. You're yeah. going to be seeing him in all of the Fantastic Four movies coming out <laughs> soon. So, make sure you go check out Danny O'Manny. Yes. I think that's it. Love you, Ben. Yes, we do love you, Ben. Mm -hmm. You're welcome here anytime. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We appreciate the heck out of you. Godspeed. Peace.